Hi guys, welcome to POV You're My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. Um, today's episode is the second part of last week's episode, so if you have not heard last week's episode of POV You're My Therapist, go ahead and listen to that, and then you can come right back to this one so you can kind of understand uh, what's going on. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode, and I'm so excited to bring you the second half of this conversation. Um, I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing day. And as always, if you're listening on Apple Podcast, go ahead and leave me a rating and review. If you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and leave me a, a rating. And you can always follow me on the socials at VinePhilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I love you so much. Enjoy. When you see yourself as somebody who you want, you, it's that kid. It's someone that you want to protect, you want to take responsibility for. And this requires a nice amount of compartmentalization, of really taking a big, giant, like, spiritual and emotional step back so that you can view yourself as a real person. Instead of this, I don't know, this sack of flesh just flipping through life. It's seeing yourself as a person and knowing how you treat other people when it comes to kindness, when it comes to love and being like, I'm not recognizing this reflection of myself in the mirror as myself. Your name is divine. I'm going to give you love. You are not me. You are divine. And you give that love to that person, but that person is really you. It's that when you think of that person, when you think of yourself, when you separate those feelings that you have about yourself and you accept that you are a human, that you are a physical person. And if you imagine like fucking duplicating yourself and having another you here, you would never say the mean shit that goes on in your brain out loud to another physical human being unless they really were asking for it you would never do that you have to extend that same grace and kindness that you would give somebody else another person another living breathing sack of flesh flying through the fucking cosmos you have to give that same amount of grace, respect, and care to yourself. And I think that's why it's like visualize yourself as this little curious, awesome kid. Because how could you be fucking mean to that kid? You can't. And it's like you have to be nice to yourself. And being nice to yourself means being honest with yourself. It's knowing that in that kindness and in that honesty, there is critique. There is shame. There's accepting when you're wrong. There's accepting when you've made a mistake. There's accepting all the versions of yourself that there are because at the end of the day, every version of you that has been through here, every version of you that has passed through you and is in a certain memory, is in a space and is in a time, it's left something behind. And it makes up who you are today. And you can't take that for granted. 
there's a lot that is wrong with this, sure. There's a lot, like, that I can't even think about is wrong with me, believe it or not. Like, I have issues, you know, man? Like, one of the things that stood out to me was, you know, because I'm watching this documentary and I'm taking my notes and I'm, like, writing down my own thoughts and I'm writing, like, other you know, um, quotes that I've remembered from like other psychologists and like TED talks and shit. And I'm writing all that down. And then I get to a, and I'm, I'm feeling like a peer, LOL. I'm feeling like a peer to the scientific community. I'm writing and I'm like, oh yes, this makes so much sense. Like, yes, I also have a, you know, an analogy that fits this above, but like I'm thinking in the ways of a teacher. And then I get to this section where they're talking about the maze and then I'm like stumped because I'm immediately a student again and the maze is basically getting stuck in this cycle of thought and it's not thoughts about yourself it's getting stuck in a worldview and literally going around in circles and circles and circles and circles about this thing is harboring this resentment and talking yourself in circles about how much you hate this thing about how much you can't stand this thing about this thing that makes you so unhappy that you know you could spend hours fucking venting about it hashtag men and and fucking capitalism like that's mine you know and the whole time life is moving forward life is on a is on a is on a trajectory it's on a path it's moving forward and yet you are stuck here in this same train of thought thinking about how much you hate this thing and how if only you could you you would move on from this thing if it had treated you with fairness and I, when I, you know, when I got to that point, I was like, okay, (laughs) you read me, girl, T. I was like, queen, yeah, that's T, mama, yeah, absolutely, T, babe, you read me, scalp me, dragged my wig off my head, actually, because I was thinking about how I feel about men. How, you know, you know, you know, one every three episodes I get on this podcast, I'm like, I hate men. They suck. Men are the worst people to ever walk on this planet. And granted, it is no fault of mine that every other three fucking weeks, some dude does some shit to piss me off. You know, I can't really help that, you know, but. The thing I can help is not allowing myself to get stuck in the maze because what I found really interesting was that Studs said that there's no real way to change what's put you in the maze because you're never going to get the fairness that you want. You are never going to get the apology that you deserve, that you want. You are never going to get that closure. And I really fucked with that because y'all know I don't really believe in closure like that. Like, I really don't. I believe that you, you got to take closure. You have to take it because allowing some, allowing a part of your, yourself, right? Allowing the last chapter of your book to be written by somebody else 
allowing them to be the huh to be the ruling force of whether the book is done or not babe that is too much power to give somebody else and this is my thing I know you're hearing this and you're like but they did me so wrong they they need to know what they did they need to say sorry do they need to say sorry or do you need to cuss them the fuck out? Because I'll tell you what, when people did me, once I finally, because I, listen, I was raised to be the bigger person. I was. My mom was always like, you have to be the bigger person. You have to be the bigger individual. That was, you know, we, 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 they try to really put that into our minds. And I definitely, I, yes, yes, be the bigger person. Because some battles really aren't worth fighting. But I feel there are nuances to this. Because, you know, every day I get on the internet and people just say the dumbest fucking shit to me and my comments look crazy. That to me is a be the bigger person moment. And I'm not fucking responding to you because you're a fucking idiot. Like, what do I owe you? I am the bigger person because you're working off two peas in your brain just spewing shit on the internet I am the bigger person and therefore I'm not gonna respond because like I don't fucking owe that shit to you you're fucking weird like you I don't owe that to anybody so to me I'm like all right I can be the bigger person there but if you're trying to tell me in like a five-year-long friendship relationship where they are suddenly acting weird with me and I there are all of these feelings and I'm trying to express my feelings and they're, they're being passive aggressive or, or they're absolutely not listening to what I'm saying and they're actively hurting me and expect, expecting me not to say anything else. You think I should give that person the power to tell me when my book is closed or not? I'm too stubborn for that shit. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And I used to like, be like, you, you did this, you hurt me. You hurt me. You owe me an apology. You need to apologize to me because you did something wrong. I really used to, I used to feel that. And I understand why a lot of us feel that because we yearn fairness. But I want to just say again, it is putting way too much of our power into somebody else's fucking hands. Because what if they decide they don't want to give that to us? What if they decide that we're not worth having the conversation? Then all of a sudden I am broken again because I just needed this one thing and you could not even give me that? I had a moment like that with Voldemort. I was like, I just need to talk to you for one second. He was like, no, I'm not having this conversation with you right now. Something inside me fucking snapped, girl. And I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? I was like, literally, who the fuck do you think you are? That was the last time that I ever was like, I need to talk to you. You owe me this closure. You owe me this, this, you need to allow me to shut my book. I was like, first of all, you fucking ingrate. I'm finna close this fucking book. And on top of that, I'm about to cuss you out so fucking hard. Your ancestors are gonna hear that shit, roll from their graves and come knocking and ask, what is the disturbance? And I'm gonna tell them. And then they're gonna whoop your ass on my behalf. Okay? Y'all, 
Sometimes you just have to cuss somebody out. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Like over the summer, I had a I one of my very good friends, not anymore, but one of my very close friends that, you know, I spoke about them on this podcast. Like in love, like we were just like best buddies, two peas in a pod. A misunderstanding turned into a full blown like a battle of words and I was like wait a minute I'm not doing this and then they were trying to have the closure conversation the not they were having trying to have the closure conversation it was more so like a trying to get to the point keep that fucking stupid conversation where it's like a fucking hamster going around in a hamster wheel trying to get to the who needs to apologize. Do I need to apologize? I'm apologizing for what I said, but this is what you said and I feel like you need to apologize and blah, 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 blah. This kept happening. I knew I wasn't in the right, I knew I wasn't in the wrong. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I I keep saying every time you text me, I'm about to cuss this bitch out. No, for real, I'm about to cuss you the fuck out. And I cussed her the fuck out. I felt great. Did I need closure? I was the wronged party in that situation. Did not need closure because I said what I said. I got that shit off my chest. I gave myself closure. Whether you agreed with it or not, I don't give a fuck. Because that's how you made me feel. And I'm not about to politicize. Is that a word? I don't know. But I'm not about to like fucking string my emotions that are already so complicated and that are already being manipulated into a politically correct uh paragraph girl shut the fuck up I'm cussing you out so I cussed her out and I felt great and sometimes you just have to cuss people out and honestly I will say even though you know uh Stutt said there is no way to get out of the maze I disagree cuss them out you know, there are limits. Cuss them out just enough to get what you need to get off your chest. And only cuss them out if they're really not, if they're insulting you, trying to insult you by, like, sorry, I'm like dying over here. You know, like when people are trying to, what is the word? They're using big words. They're theorizing you. They're basically trying to put you in a box. They are backhanded, okay? If they're trying to backhanded insult you, insult your intelligence, insult all that shit, you know when it's time. You know when the conversation is not going any further. And honestly, sometimes it is a bigger, the, the bigger person moment because it's just like, damn, you're really lost. But sometimes it's a cussing out. And sometimes, I'm not going to lie, you deserve to be cussed out. I've been cussed out. And I was like, you know what? I deserve that. I deserve that. You put it in plain, simple terms. We didn't try to, you know, we weren't out here trying to make this an educational experience. You told me I was being a two-faced bitch. You told me I was not, I was not standing firm in my beliefs. You told me that, that what you did hurt you that what I did hurt you and that it was ugly and that I'm a bitch for it and that I'm this and I'm that. And I'm like, you know what? Shit. Those were very clear terms. I agree. I was a bitch for that. And I'm, I'm for real, I'm sorry. I've had moments like that. I've had moments like that. 
just like I'm over here being like, uh, you know, cuss people out. No, if I need to be cussed out, feel free to cuss me out. But don't cuss me out just because you feel like it. Cuss me out because there, there's something I need to get into my thick fucking skull and it's not going there. So, yeah. But I've been thinking about, like, all of this stuff for a while. And I, one of the things, I really want to put all of these thoughts into a nice, cohesive, you know, chapter by chapter moment. And I think that's going to be the next project that I work on because I almost said I have a lot of time on my hands. That's a damn lie. That's a lie. I don't have a lot of time on my hands at all. I'm actually suffering a lot all the time because I don't have a lot of time. But that is the next thing that I want to work on because I feel like there is nothing better than having the tools to help yourself. And I'm tired of the metaphors. I'm tired of the buzzwords. Like, you need boundaries. Okay, well, what the fuck does boundaries look like? What, tell, give me a real life explanation of what that means. We've talked about boundaries in other episodes. So I'm not going to go into it right now. But, you know, when people say these things, when even, you know, I was listening to an, another episode of mine um, I was listening to, I don't, I don't remember which one it was, but I said, you have to be your biggest advocate. You have to be your biggest advocate. Okay, great, divine. Well, what does being your biggest advocate look like? What does that look like? For me, being my biggest advocate is when people ask me what I do is without shame saying, hey, I have a podcast. It's called POV My Therapist. I talk about the things that I'm going through in life and I try to verbalize it into a way that's easily digestible and that's funny and humorous for other people who are going through the same things or who might go through the same things, so that when the time comes they have a way to deal with it yeah it's called POV or my therapist it's on Apple it's on Spotify it's on Amazon yep my name is Divine what's your name where are you from That's what advocating looks like for myself in a very small way. That's the most common way that I advocate for myself. When I, like, literally I just did this today at the store. I did it yesterday at the gym. The day before that, I did it at fucking Goodwill Girl. So that's the most common way I advocate for myself. Advocating for myself in relationships is being clear with myself knowing that I want to be loved. I want somebody who at the end of the day, no matter how hard that day was, We understand that we are here to support each other and that we are here to love each other and to give each other the parts of ourselves that need to be nurtured. I know that I want to build trust with somebody. I know that I can't handle hookups. I know that I don't like when I open a fucking Tinder message and the first thing you say is, hey, sexy, hey, babe, hey, well, whatever. Like, or like put, like sit on my face, some weird shit like that. I know that I don't want that. I know that in the long run, that that is not what I want. That I do not want to have to explain to my fucking kids who never see their daddy that, yeah, well, I met your dad through a dating app and his first text to me was, damn that ass. I know I don't want to do that. I know that that's not what I want my reality to be. So when I open a text message from a guy, And it starts off in a vulgar way. I know that I will be betraying myself. 
by responding, by giving him the time of day, advocating for myself and my wants and my needs looks like saying, yeah, dude, this isn't going to work out. I'm going to unmatch you now. Bye. Unmatch. It's if the guy is showing all the red flags that advocating for myself looks like kicking the fucking bucket of orange paint of kicking the bucket of green paint that I was going to use to paint over those red flags and accepting them for what they are, red flags. Girl, what do you mean? He's homeless or he's uh, housingly challenged. What do you mean? What do you mean he's getting it together? Is he? What do you mean he's leaving his baby mama? If he was leaving his baby mama, he would have left. What, like, what do you mean? You guys, hold on, this is a side, side note. The other day, I went to the hair store because I really, you know, I, I wanted to do, like, some Fulani braids. Still haven't figured out what I'm doing with my hair, but I went to the hair store. And outside the hair store, there's this man standing there. He's, like, an older man. He's, like, asking everybody who goes in and out of the store for some money. So... As when I go into the store, he's like, Hey, do you have any money? Um, I'm just really hungry. I just, I just want some food. I'm really hungry. And I have a soft fucking heart for hungry people. Cause I too am a hungry, hungry hippo. So I cannot imagine being starved and not knowing where your next meal is coming from. So at first I said no. And then, you know, I get into the car and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I have these fucking AirPod Maxes. Them shits is $500. Um, I ate Chick-fil-A like four times this week. I think you can spare $10. And, you know, sometimes people are like, don't give homeless people money because you don't know what they're doing with that money. They might be buying drugs or alcohol. Girly, is that my business? No. It's really not. It's actually really not. Um, so I was like, you know what? I, I, I think I can manage to give this fella a nice $10. So at first, before I said to him, I said, um, cause there was a, uh, it's, I don't want to call it a corner store cause it's, it's not really a bodega, but oh, okay. There was a bodega. We're just going to use that since we all know what that means. He was standing next to the hair store but next to the hair store was a bodega so I asked him I said where are you gonna get something from the bodega because I was just gonna say like get whatever you want like a couple sandwiches a couple drinks I'll just pay for it it's fine and he was like um no they don't really have food in there I was gonna go like get like some chicken wings or a burger or something and I was like okay well just wait here for a second I'll um I'll be right back I go in there I get some cash and I walk outside and I give it to him and he's like, thank you. That's, I really appreciate that. And as I'm walking away, he goes, he goes, um, he goes, yo, what's your name? And I'm like, why? And he's like, give me your number. My brain just starts going and I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna bring myself to think about why you need food right now. But you asking me for my number, meaning you got a phone. But also, why are you asking bitches for their numbers? You have bigger priorities to deal with. 
So I'm like, no, I think I'm good. Um, and he's like, why not? I was like, I know you're bugging. <laughs> I was like, I know you're kidding. He's like, why not? And I'm like, cause I'm, I got a man. And he goes, well, I got a wife. I said, Jesus fucking Christ. I sat in the car and I'm like, that's what you get, bitch, for having a soft heart. Like, <laughs> I'm like, that's what you get. You get this man asking for $10 to buy chicken wings, um, wanting you to be his little boo thing while he has a whole wife. And he don't even have a house. Young man. Young man. I was like, you know what? Like, and then I sat in my car, like, getting my shit together so I could, like, pull out everybody that walked by like he was asking them for money and he was just like yeah I'm about to go get some chicken wings and I was like did I just get scammed because there are a lot of scammers in Atlanta like I'm not sitting I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that every person who asks you for money on the street is a scammer and I'm not saying that every that you know he only deserves 10 bucks to have in his pocket whatever but there are a lot of scammers in Atlanta and some people their full-time job is um, asking for money on the streets and they actually live very nicely off of that, which is just like fucking insane to me. But I was like going through all of these <laughs> like angry, annoyed, negative thoughts. And I'm like, that's what you get for being a good person. You got bamboozled, bitch. Um, this man just, you know, you gave him your $10. What if your $10 short? I start thinking in like a scarcity mindset. I'm like asking, like a part of me is asking myself, like, what if like next week you're hella broke, you ain't got $10 and then you think like this $10 that like you could have used for yourself, but instead you gave it to this dude that's like clearly a little piece of shit because I gave him money and next thing you know, he's trying to get a piece of ass off of me. You know, I'm asking myself all of these things and I'm sitting there and I have to remind myself that, you know what? There are good and bad people in the world. There are people who are going to try to take advantage of your kindness, whatever that kindness is, and whatever taking advantage of that kindness looks like. But that should never change how I move throughout the world. I am not going the next time a person that is on the street asks me for money, I'm not going to not give it to them because... Oh, you know, what if they're like that guy? What if, you know, he's got like $10,000 in his pocket and he's just pretending to be poor? I don't know that. And if that $10,000 you got in your pocket is not enough and you still feel the need to have my $10 and that's what you feel is going to satisfy your soul, that is between you and God, buddy. I did my, I did my part. I gave to you because I wanted to make sure you're okay and whether you scam me or not I'm gonna give again to the next person because I don't it's it's my it's my goodwill to give it's absolutely my goodwill to give and I'm not gonna stop acting in kindness in good, I'm not going to stop being loving, being caring, because I had a negative experience one time with someone. I'm not going to do that because I think at the end of the day, that negatively impacts me more than it can negatively impact them. Me being bitter towards the way 
that somebody acted towards me being stuck in that maze, going around being angry in that maze, never changing how I feel about anything because I am under the assumption that in this situation, when I face it again, it is going to be the same thing. It is going to be the same result. I am stuck in that maze. And meanwhile, the person who stole my $10 10 months ago are living their life. Maybe they've learned their lesson. Maybe they had a coming to God moment and they have moved on and they are flourishing and their life trajectory is moving forward and they've already paid back all the scamming that they've done and positive gestures and influence. And here I am stuck in the maze because I was taken advantage of once and I feel bitter about it and I cannot forgive and move on and hope and pray that the next person I encounter is with, you know, they have a better way of thinking. They have a better way of being. I've locked myself in that cage because I'm so bruised by the way I was treated once. And like, I was thinking about that and I was like, oh my God, how I'm going to get out of the maze? For niggas, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I really hope I can. Because, you know, I don't want to always sit here and think about how, oh my God, men are so shit. You know, I don't want the next sentence out of my mouth when I say, I don't want to sit here and think about how men are so shit. I don't want the next phrase to be even though they are. You know, I want to live in a world that I've created, delusionally or not, that People are good. And that, yes, I am weary. Yes, I am cautious. Yes, I keep a fair amount of skepticism in my back pocket. But in the interactions that I go through in my everyday life, I don't want to walk through life scared with my arms crossed and my head tucked low because I'm afraid somebody's going to take advantage of me. I don't want to do that because that's such a waste. Because while your head is tucked low and your arms are crossed, you miss so much. You miss the beauty in interactions. You miss beauty that comes with trusting people. You miss warm embraces that would have come your way if your arms were wide open. You lose a lot by being fearful and mistrusting. And I get it that the world is fucking terrifying. It really is. But at the same time, there has to be a balance. You have to allow yourself to move forward no matter how scared you are of the world. Like, one of my biggest fears, even though, like, I'm pretty sure this would not happen to me, because you're not fat, and I feel like you're really fucking brave if you try to kidnap or kill a fat person for real, Um, because you're going to get caught, girl. But either way, one of my biggest fears is just, like, getting, like, murked, you know? Like, when, when I was in my agoraphobic era, 
And I, I, when I'm dead serious, this is not, I'm not being quirky or cute when I say my agoraphobic era, babe, no. It was a really, it was a problem. It was a problem. Um, and it's funny because a, a little while ago, one of my friends, she texted me out of nowhere and she was like, I remember when you were really agoraphobic and you couldn't leave your house and you've come such a long way and I'm genuinely so proud of you. I just thought about that and I needed you to know that. And it was like I was transported because I absolutely forgot that there was a point in time where I literally physically could not leave my house without having a panic attack. And I was thinking about that, you know, I was so scared that I would, I, every time I left the house, I would think, you know, something bad is going to happen to me. And to this day, I, I have that fear and I have to constantly battle it. Like even last night, I was thinking about all of the things that I needed to do. And in the back of my head, I kept thinking, what if, what if something bad happens when I'm doing all of these things I'm really scared I kept thinking about that and I had to explain to myself okay but also what if something good happens when you leave the house tomorrow what if something really good happens or are you just scared and you just want to stay inside all day because you have a lot to do and I was like all right well, you know, I can't, I can't just not leave the house because I have a lot to do tomorrow. And it's not like one of those one-off things where, you know, sometimes the vibe is just not right. So you're like, mm, things aren't, I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. It's like, you know, when you're about to leave the house and your mother's like, I had a dream. When it's moments like that, I'm like, fuck, I also had a dream. I'm not going nowhere. But there's times when it's just pure anxiety and just me filling my head up with thoughts. I've had to just honestly tell myself, hey girl, if you die, you die. And you're not going to know, babe. You're not going to know. And if you do know, I hope that, well, not even I hope, I think you've given enough random ass people on the street enough uh fucking chipotle burritos that you were about to eat and you saw somebody hungrier and you gave it to them and you gave enough money to random people i think you were kind enough that if you if you are aware that you are dead that it is a pleasant fully aware situation but once again there's no need in living in fear because Life is still moving forward. The world is still spinning. There is nothing that can scare you enough to stop that. And you can either experience life as it's spinning. Or you can stay here in fear. And build monsters in your head that don't exist outside of your door. You can do that. But I hope, for your sake and mine, that every time I choose to leave my house and experience the world 
for all of the good that it has to offer. So that's where I'm going to end this conversation today because honestly, there's a million things I could talk about, but once again, it's, I don't know why it's so easy to, you go through a lot of life lessons. You learn a lot of things in life that took physical action and movement and decision-making but it's extremely easy to whittle it down to metaphors and uh, analogies and stories that don't actually give action. And I feel like so you have to be very focused um, when you have when you give these kind of conversations. And I feel like, honestly, this is probably where my focus ends um, at this present moment. But um, I hope something I said today was helpful. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation, don't worry, um, for a couple more, honestly, a couple more weeks, because there's just a lot to say. There's so many different flavors and layers of things that we go through in life, and we have to, I really, really want to give physicality to the choices that I've made that help me move on. So I'm really excited about this. I think, honestly, I think it's a long time coming. And I really felt like the last two episodes specifically of POV Your Mind Therapist, not text to my therapist, because y'all know I just, I be fucking around on text to my therapist. I be talking about the hot tea, the popular culture. That's my place, girl. I already know what I'm talking about on, uh, Monday's episode of Text My Therapist. <laughs> yup, yup. It's trending on Twitter if you want to get caught up, honey. Um, but I know what I'm talking about on there. But, um, damn, I lost my train of thought. See, we're, we are gone. We are past our expiration date at this moment. But, um, I really want to do this on, uh, text on POV of my therapist. And more so, I I have so many big dreams, bitches, but I want to, I want to help us. I want to give us the tools that we need to do what we got to do, bitch. I really do. Because like, I read a lot of your DMs, even if I don't respond, I'm sorry. Okay. But I respond to the ones that I feel spiritually in my soul and in my intuition are urgent. I respond to those like quite literally right away. Um, and I've gotten a couple of those, um, because I'm never going to fucking leave you hanging. If you're messaging me, telling me that like something I said, uh, really helped you get through a hard time. What kind of fucking asshole would I be if I did that? But you know, the time, hopefully the time will come where I, I'm not on Instagram like that, or, you know, I'm not able, whatever. Like I can't, you know, handle the amount of influx of messages I get, but I will still try my best to, respond and speak to everybody because I don't know that's just a person I am okay I'm not gonna explain this any further but either way um (laughs) but I love you guys so much um go ahead and uh should I announce this now or later I don't know oh actually no I might as well announce it now because by now I think the it'll it'll be live but anyways I redid the website it looks amazing cute beautiful amazing 
Also, there is new merch coming out, besties. I am so excited because this, like, the first line I did, honestly, the first line I did was cute. She was cute. She gave, she gave, she gave, she gave. Um, She was, you know, I call it the uniform. This is the POV of my therapist uniform. If if we're going to school, if we're going to a, um, a parochial school, you know, this would be the t-shirt that we wear for gym class. Um, this would be the sweater that we wear when we're a little chilly, when we're a little cold. The tote bag would be, you know, we put our little books in it. That's our POV, right? Therapist situation. Um, but this next line of merch is really fucking fun and I am so fucking excited. It is so cute. It is so fun. And I feel like it's literally like so much of my personality on a shirt on a tote bag on a mug we <laughs> so I'm really excited I'm really really excited I love it um I that's what I spent all night doing the other day I did like six different designs they took a long time they were very intricate very intricate and it was so funny because I sent a couple of them to my friend and she was like oh my god I didn't need to draw I was like I don't know how to draw I have an iPad thank you very much and I know how to use that opacity filter period so um super excited about it I'm really happy and I cannot wait for you guys to see it I think you guys are really gonna like it I think there's something there for everybody and yeah, I'm just really, really psyched about this. Um, I'm also really psyched about this kind of lesson plan that we're going to have. I think it'll be really good for us. I really, really mean that. Like, I'm not bullshitting or anything like that. Because um, I know what I've been through and how unfun it was. Um, and how alone I felt. And not even alone, but how scared I felt. I was scared and if I can relieve anybody else of even a fraction of that fear I want to do it I want to do it I want to support you because you guys support me all the time and I really love you and I really I love that also I was thinking about this today how all the time when you guys like message me and stuff y'all will tell me like deeply personal stuff right and this is the funny thing y'all you know what bitch me too but like I can tell somebody like something really deeply personal like randomly but then they're like I can't tell them I love them because I'm like that's way too far but I love that me and you guys and the POV and my therapist babies the besties the therapies how we literally are just like love you babe love you so much I love you with my whole fucking chest with my whole heart bestie I fucking love you I'm glad that like there is no hesitation around the dispersal around the what's that word when you give out there's no hesitation around the love and I really really like that and it makes me really happy and I think it just shows what kind of community we've built and what kind of like home and you know vibe that we've built off of each other and I really like it and I really appreciate it and I love you guys so much um I hope you have a wonderful fucking week uh it is already freaking nine o'clock it's almost 10 o'clock and that is just shocking to me 
But I love y'all so much. I hope you have a wonderful week. Y'all are my babies. And I hope you have a wonderful fucking day. I love you so much, boo. Okay, bye.